We are live. <laughs> yeah, switch the lamp on, will you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're live. We're live. So, do you, do you need the lamp adjusting before we start? Um, yeah, let's do it yourself. That's better. Well, good morning. Good morning, yes. Uh, so, welcome to At Home with the Fishers. I'm trying not to smudge it. Yeah, don't smudge it. I've already smudged it. Um, so Nicola and Chris Fisher, RPT, and this is episode 23. So um Yeah, another pre-recorded one, folks. Yeah, we're, um, we're we've busy. got a booking tomorrow. So mm. um yeah, unfortunately we've had to change SK crafts. So I think that's going to be in November. So we'll confirm that with him. Yeah, so sorry about that, mate. Uh but you know, he, he wants to do a live one, so yeah, we will do a live one with him. So uh, the next live podcast will be with SK Crafts. Uh, so which no, are, it will be. No. The next live podcast um, will be in a couple of weeks, because next, the week after as well, we're going to have to pre-record. I said the next live podcast, not pre-recorded, will be with SK Crafts, isn't that right? No, he's in November. Oh, he's in November now? Yeah, yeah. You see, this is what happens when you're blind. And I know so people, I don't know who the next one is I yet. I keep harping on about it. But, you know, you are so, yeah, you know, I can do wood turning and I'm quite gung-ho, but I am out of the loop on so many things because of not being able to read. Uh, and, you know, just a lot of everyday life passes me by. Uh, so I get things confused and mixed up. So I apologise for that. It's all right. But it's just part of being I need blind. to confirm the date with him, but yeah. um, we're part way through that. But, you know, again, it's that stuff that you take for granted, you know, just yeah. being able to just quickly glance at something and read it. So much information passes me by. Uh, I get a lot a lot of information because of technology, but so much still passes me by. And it's like sometimes you can be in this no man's land and going, what's going on? What's happening? <laughs> That's why it's best for Nicola to say, right, we're doing this tomorrow. <laughs> right, okay. Well, we, we try and manage it, don't we? Because I've got Google Calendar set up with things that we do. So it yeah, comes through onto my phone. You get a notification. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I get notifications like, well, Nicola's saying she needs to do an Instagram photograph today, or we need to do a podcast, or you need to do a YouTube video and things like that. And these do come through to my phone. You know, it's my uh, blind wood turner sign that I put outside of the workshop. So it's like I say, when I'm displaying, I'm playing. Uh, and then I get a notification, don't forget to bring your sign in at night because I just don't want to advertise that yeah. stuff in the carriage. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, so, uh, but, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, talking about sort of like audio stuff, I'm just going to say uh, it was cool to listen to uh, Jimmy DeResta's Patreon upload where he yeah. done uh, the narration for his Carhartt Guinness projects those yeah. three carts he built so obviously uh he'd done a voiceover and explained everything in detail so thanks sir james uh, mm -hmm. for doing that thoroughly enjoyed it and obviously it gives me a better idea of what the the project and the commission involved so that was cool yeah i like that right then so so what should what where would you like to start? Do you want to talk about Shedfest? Let's talk about Shedfest. Uh so I've mentioned this on Talking Turning and Tea live uh, the other day. Well it wasn't live, was it? You had to upload it. See, again, I've lost the plot. But Shedfest, <laughs> we traveled to Worcester. We did, yeah. 
and it was quite a decent journey down there, wasn't it? It wasn't bad. I think it took us three hours. Three hours. There was some slow moving traffic, which yeah, hindered our progress. We thought it was going to but be. But there was no, you know, static traffic jams. You know, the M6 was not a car park for once. Yeah. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised because mm. I, I thought, oh, we're going to get stuck here and it's going to be a nightmare journey. But no, we were really... actually there. Well, there was nobody else really there when no, we, we set up. No, Nathan and Charlie, the sort of like the uh, the main guys of men's sheds were there. Yeah. And Laura and Kate, who are uh, also involved in the running, the administration and sort of like officers of the, the charity. Uh, so that was good. We got there and had a little chat and then we were able to bring the stuff in out of the car and set up. Yeah uh so uh that was cool what what because i i heard it and went on it but the the outside service elevator yeah. that was cool well it looked a bit like a shipping container from the outside mm. um but yeah it was it was massive and that was a big help to have that mm. massive trolley just to be able to put everything on it yeah um and just take it up that was so much easier mm. Yeah, that was good, and it was a huge trolley, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, and we put every well, single... The guys got a, a boat on it. Yeah, oh, yeah, the uh, International Boat Builders. Yeah. yeah, it was great. You could We unloaded the car, put it straight on this huge trolley, well, a truck with a pull handle, pulled it into the service elevator, which is outside the building, Yeah. and it's sort of like a, a platform that goes up hydraulically yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, onto the main level, and then you, you go back into the building then, unload it, uh, unload the elevator, and then we pulled the truck into the main hall. It was mm. at the Worcester University, uh, University Worcester of Worcester's arena. arena, and it was in the obviously in the arena, the main sports hall there. Yeah. Uh, so we set up with time to spare on Monday afternoon, and then the Shedfest event was on Tuesday. Paul yeah. Sellers, who's yeah. a very well, we had um, pizza, didn't we? Oh yeah, Monday Pizza evening yeah. with all the ambassadors, the Shedfest ambassadors. Mm, so that was cool. Uh, yeah, pizza, all the ambassadors. So what it is is the sheds and community buildings all over the country in different areas and regions, and it, it is a charity. So if you think you'd like to support them, uh, oh, you can go down to your local shed as well. Go get involved. Yeah, get involved. Yeah. So if if you want to, you know. Uh, get out of your workshop at home and meet new friends that are like-minded and make stuff find out where your local men's shed is uh, get involved make stuff make new friends they do a lot of work supporting uh people with mental health problems depression yeah. and anxiety that find it hard to get out of the house uh the elderly that might be alone now mm. and need need some support and friends and get making stuff as well as that therapy so it's very worthy mensheds.org.uk if you're interested, find out more. Great, great, great uh, charity. Yeah. So the demonstration on Tuesday was uh, a beach bowl in the morning uh, and a bit of spindle turning a candlestick in the afternoon. But it was very relaxed. And in between that, we were able to talk. Yeah. Can you tell people about the other exhibitors that were there? Because you had a good yeah, one around. Um, well, House of Resin was there. Um, so I had a chat with him because we bought some resin from him, I think, at Maker Central, didn't Did we? Did you tell him we'd used it? Yeah, I said mm. we'd used it. And you'd done some 
um pen blanks yeah made some pen blanks with that so i had a chat with him mm. there was um triton was there mm -hmm. um so we had a chat with the triton guy adrian didn't yeah, we yeah 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 um who else was there axminster uh, axminster with i'm gonna sneeze at you yeah <coughs> well i won't steal nicholas thunder <coughs> she can describe what was there bless you this is this is unedited <laughs> sorry about that yeah sorry nicola has allergies and things yeah, so just some, sometimes i just sneeze a lot so yeah so we had triton um who are the ones in the corner who were doing they they I had can't. paintings of stuff um, well, ron seal were there. ron seal that was it ron seal were there there was the international boat builders and they brought a boat but charlie printed the sign wrong and nicola said what is an international boot builder? <laughs> so it's not right. It's a typo. Because, yeah, what's all this boot building? I know, I was fascinated. Yeah. But it was boat building. So they had um, a wooden boat. Um, I don't know what you call it. Like, I don't know. I didn't even feel it. It to be was, honest. I don't know. It was quite long. It's 12 foot long, something well, like well, that. Yeah, a I don't rowing know that, boat. I don't, it was a rowing boat. Yeah, it was a rowing boat, handmade, obviously, yeah. you know. So they they'd got that they'd got there was um, a stand selling marquetry stuff veneers veneers um, then there was a sort of crafting station where people could go and make stuff out of um, milk bottle cartons and mm. other bits and pieces. Bamba enjoyed that he licked all the milk cartons. Um, there was Bongo who had all his um, wood carving. He was at Makers. Yeah, we, I knew I recognised him, so I had a chat with him. Yeah, and I hope we're not speaking out of term here, Bongo, but he's uh, recently had a stroke. Yeah, so he's, he's just recovering. He's recovering from that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I hope you, you continue on your road to uh, better health. Yeah. Uh, um, what else was there? We've said that to him, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what else was there. Oh, no. I didn't. I mean, I did wander around, but I didn't get a lot of time. There, there was, um, was it voluntary services? Oh yeah, as the well? vol voluntary services were there, uh, and the the girl from that forget her name at the minute, she came over and said, would, would she be able to in the future bring uh, some of the people she helped support that are visually impaired yeah. over to our workshop and let them have a feel what's going on? Yeah. Uh, so yeah i did two demos had uh, great crowds people were curious and inquisitive and there were quite a few new turners there turners that have been at it for years and years there was the wood turning uh competition that we were asked oh yeah, to judge. yeah we judged that didn't we yeah yeah we like doing that yeah so <laughs> one one guy did say are you judging this chris yeah <laughs> and you're blind yeah you see i have a feel <laughs> and a sniff nicholas describing uh intricacies yeah uh, and things that i can't quite work out and then we have a a, a, a conflab yeah and come up it's with, good though because mm -hmm. i like it because obviously you're you're judging it from one perspective so you're feeling it and you'll mm. say oh i can feel the tool marks here and i'll say i can see the tool marks mm. and you'll say oh it's sort of under here it's not really finished right or yeah. oh this feels really nice and i'll go yeah it looks really good yeah so it's sort of we, we like doing it don't we yeah we do we do and obviously you know feeling tool marks you know and things like that it's you ain't going to get away with that and if you want to get first place 
you know, unfortunately, you're going to be sort of like critiqued on yeah. tool marks yeah. and areas that aren't finished properly yeah. and things like that. But they were all brilliant. Let's just say that. And obviously, you know, some of them, you know, uh, might have been new to the game. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, all of them are wonderful and interesting and thought-provoking and inspiring. So, you know, the few that did have tool marks on, you know, they might have had tool marks, but it could have been a really interesting form and very very exciting yeah. in the shape they've got it's just you know it's, sometimes it's the finishing that just lets them down it, it is quite difficult judging as well because i did it once when we went to north wales and mm. um i picked the one that i liked the most as the the winner because mm. i thought well how am i going to judge this obviously i can feel it and think well this feels really nice or this looks really nice but in the end i chose the one that i liked the best and then yeah. i got told that actually that one hadn't matched the brief but i'd not really thought much about the brief mm. um it was more of a bowl than a platter but i just chose the one i liked but it always makes me think of um do you remember all creatures great and small yeah I do. and um james herriot was asked to judge a pet competition mm. at one of these country shows that they had and he gave first prize to a goldfish in a bowl mm. because the owner knew everything about that goldfish, knew everything about feeding it, cleaning it, and all that sort of stuff. And he was absolutely harangued afterwards for choosing a goldfish as the first prize yeah. when, you know, there were dogs and cats and guinea pigs and everything else. Yeah. And I always think of that when I'm Well, you know what? The person that had that goldfish, that goldfish is you know a, a cherished pet yeah you know yeah. and they are uber passionate about it so why shouldn't they win yeah yeah why that means well, he got her right really yeah. harangued afterwards. oh yeah that I bet he did but the point i sort of, of the remember story. that episode because yeah. over the years i've listened to them all and we listened to the reruns probably yeah, yeah. you know 18 months ago yeah. didn't we while we were eating dinner yeah. we should listen to them again actually. yeah i used to really like yeah them. yeah yeah it, what a great cast as well yeah you know peter davidson christopher timothy uh Robert Hardy. Robert Hardy, the late Robert yeah. Hardy, of course. Yeah, yeah, to name but a few. But yeah, great, great event, Shedfest. And then in the evening, I had a quick change in the disabled toilet, put some trousers on, a yeah. clean t-shirt, and a bit of a wash. Uh, and then I was a guest keynote speaker at the awards dinner in the evening, yeah. which was great. So I told people, you know. Got lots of very good feedback. Yeah. I said, uh, yeah, I went blind and, you know, was poorly for a few years because of it and came through the other side and started wood turning, you know, told my story and was trying to inspire them and uh, because that's what those guys are all about, really, mm -hmm. you know, inspiring and motivating people to get in the sheds and get in the local community and get involved with making stuff. So that went down really well. Lovely meal we yeah. had there. It was beef stew. Yeah, I've got something to oh, Sorry, you know, sorry. you just can't take her any you just can't do a podcast these days. Contact. She's not sneezing, she's messing with her contact lenses. Sorry, folks. So uh yeah, that was great. Wonderful dinner, yeah. Beef stew and uh lovely herby potatoes and cabbage and gravy, and yeah, it was really nice. And then there was uh lemon posset. Now, uh one of our dear friends attended the event. Uh, Mr. Ron Caddy, APT, uh, a very, very uh, skilled wood turner uh, and uh, one of the 
repeat offenders at many shows and events. Yeah. So Ron was there. So for dessert, it was lemon posset. Yeah. Uh, and how is, many of those did we have? Yeah, we, we stole we stole about a dozen because we thought we needed we needed the calories for the drive home because mm. Ron had about a two and a half hour three hour drive. Yeah, they were, that um, was very. It nice. was nice that lemon posset. So we, yeah, <laughs> we had a couple each. Yeah, yeah. Ron saying right. Ron, to... it was Ron's fault. He went. I, I would have been really good and not had another one. I know, but Ron's there. And Ron he's, was watching. He was watching yeah, the queue and he and said, I think there's some left. I'm going to get some. He did, actually. What what I will, it will be known as the great drive-by positing of Shedfest <laughs> uh, or walk-by. But, yeah. yeah, it was like a walk-by. It was very cool. Yeah, he mugged. <laughs> he mugged the posset. So yeah, we are, we yeah we were not hungry uh, on our drive home. Oh, it was a nice meal. Though. It was a nice meal, yeah. uh, and there was beer and wine and things like that. So. Yeah, well, they really looked after us, didn't they? They, they did. They, did. they do, did really do a good, great job of looking after us. Yeah. So get in uh, get in touch if you want to speak to either Charlie or Nathan uh, or Laura or Kate. Find out more about it. Yeah. Uh, there's a website, of course, which I said before uh yeah but well worth it well worth it uh and it was an honor to be asked to be involved and demonstrate yeah. so hopefully we did our little bit to inspire uh some people that are on the edge of deciding to get uh involved with a shed yeah to say right yeah well let's not pull it off anymore let's do it uh, get out there make some friends make some stuff yeah start enjoying life and you um you were in the worcester the Hereford Times, I think. Oh yeah, oh the, yeah. There was a piece in the Hereford Times. Um, the BBC came. They yeah, interviewed me. Yeah, I don't know then, if that's made it. I've not seen that one. Uh, that was for radio. Um, and then there was the guy who was doing a video for um, the Shed Fest event as yeah. well. And also, so I went and I saw him filming. So I went over and said, "Do you want to talk to the Blind World?" So and, also, and also, and uh, also, I was schmoozing. Just a helicopter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Incidentally, as well, the other night we had a the Battle of Britain Memorial flight flyover. Yeah. Uh, Southport Air Show is about to go, and the, we had the Dakota. Yeah. Uh, so obviously it's military uh, designation is a C forty seven, not a Dakota DC three, as was its commercial. Uh, designation uh, and the Battle of Britain Hurricane and Spitfire. They just yeah. they flew over the house, heading west towards Southport for a you know probably a couple of sighting flights and things like that. So that was cool. So we quickly Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. <laughs> uh, vintage military aircraft would just buzz the house. What are they? <laughs> I knew what they are by sound, but I just needed that. So Charlie went on these flight radars and flight trackers and told us what they were. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Shedfest, uh, the Lord and Lady Mayor and Mayoress of Worcester. Oh, yeah, were there. they came and said hello, didn't they? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, we've got pictures on Instagram. I put them on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Wonderful, um, wonderful couple, uh, the Lord and Lady Mayor and Mayoress. Yeah. Had a great chat. Uh, so, that so was... if you go on Chris's Instagram, you can see what he made as well. So, he made a bowl and um, a candlestick. Yeah, just showing some bowl turning, which involved some power carving and colouring, and then I just kept it nice and simple. And that's the Lord Mayor and Lady Mayoress. So, so yeah. yes, lovely day, lovely day, lovely evening. 
quite a nice drive home straight back. Boom. Yeah, it was it was a good event, wasn't mm -hmm. it? We enjoyed it. Yeah, it was. Uh, so that was uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. I loaded the car, put everything back. Mm. Uh, it seems to this week just seems to have whizzed by. Well, we we've seem been to busy, have haven't something we? On every day. Wednesday we took B Dog free running. Yeah. To uh, the local park, Worden Park. Yeah. Did that, uh, and it was hoofing it down with rain, wasn't it? Again. Yeah. Uh, so that was that Thursday. Ooh, just pottering around the house. Yeah. Friday, pottering around the house, doing things. I tried to go and do some photography, and yeah. the church that I was going to photograph was shut. So that was a bit of an aborted. Mission. It's a shame because obviously when I was growing up, no church doors were locked. Mm. A church was always accessible for people to go and uh, pray and mm. you know be uh, thoughtful. Uh, but obviously in this day and age, I guess they can't chance it, which no. is a shame. And you know, and I'm not religious. I'm uh, you know more of the scientific, you know. Mm. Uh, well, I was thinking about it this morning. I was just hanging the washing out, and the church bells were ringing. And I was thinking about, you know, photographing churches and mm -hmm. why I like doing it. And it's not anything to do with religion at all. But they do have um, some. They do have a vibe to them, There's don't a, they? There, and, there is a vibe. There's a presence. There's an energy in there. Yeah, you know, and it's it is palpable, and I think it's more to do with the people who've crafted these buildings and the energy they've put in, mm. and also the energy of the people who've gone for whatever reason. But there is um, there is some sort of energy that you feel, and yeah. I think that's why I going enjoy. into going into a, a, a big church makes me shiver. Mm. You know, uh, I, I I can feel the energy. You can feel the the centuries of activity in the place yeah. i can feel it. it makes me shiver and it's not because oh it's chilly in here because i've been in churches on really hot days and gone you know it's that you know the term is oh someone just walks over your grave that yeah. you know i feel that but you know it's very evocative the smell the touch of all the wood obviously i like going in there because it's you know just full of beautifully turned things you know well this was the church that i was hoping to go in so this is the that's the roof um and i was i was hoping to go back because it was it was a really good one to photograph mm. um and i was quite pleased with what i took but um yeah I, sometimes i go and photograph things and then i come back and i've got different ideas of what i could do or well, yeah, I could have I could have photographed that bit slightly mm. differently, or oh, I'd like to go and try this. So yeah, you went back and it was closed. Yeah, so yeah. unfortunately, yeah, bit of a shame. Bit of a shame indeed. Uh, so there was that, and then yesterday uh, we were at Axminster Warrington store. Yeah, uh, and there was uh, Tracy Owen. Yeah, a, a wood turner has been a wood turner for decades. Uh, <laughs> 30 years 30 years yeah. and then some uh, the inventor of the spiraling and texturing tool yeah and I was able to purchase his new improved spiraling and texturing tool uh, so it's got a an improved 
the, the wheel that I got. You can get two wheels, I think he said, but the one that I bought is the one with the, you know, the double bevel, so it comes to a point. Uh, and with that, you can do the orange peel effect, straight on little, yeah, almost, I like that one. almost little dots. Yeah, that's quite classical that effect. Uh, uh, and you can hold it at an angle and get uh, spirals. And if you sweep it at an angle, you get almost sort of like a, a dog fur feathered effect. Yeah, which is really great. So we got one of those. He's uh, it's yeah. So big shout out to Tracy Owen. Uh, inventor of the sparring texturing tool. If you fancy getting your hands on one, uh, you can get them through Simon Hope. Yeah. Wood turning. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, beautiful ha handmade metal shaft, lovely sort of like rubber uh, handle on it, mm. all metal construction, solid, solid as you like. Uh, so that's cool. And then he, this, uh, you show it, Nicola, anyway. because So um, Tracy turned a few things, didn't he, yesterday? Yeah. But this was one that he turned, which is sugar maple. So it's got this nice... Um, almost like spalting on it it's really it's got lots of figuring um and it's really smooth it's lovely um so it's sort of it's got no foot on the bottom it's almost a spherical bowl yeah uh, and it's obviously been hollowed out and and then at the top he's um He's done some carving on the top, so yeah. it's... For the first thing I thought was dinosaur egg. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like a cracked egg. Uh, and, yeah, it's very textile. It was meant to have a foot, but he nearly went through the bottom, so he had a design modification on the fly, uh, and he had to take it the foot off. It feels lovely, though. Yeah. Um, you know, this, this outside is so smooth. Mm. He saved it. He did save it, yeah. uh, but only just, only because of his quick thinking and stuff, you know, and uh, redesigning very quickly. He was able to uh, save it and end up with this lovely, you know, spherical bowl. It's yeah. very, very, very nice. Yeah. Uh, so this will be going over there on one of our shelves in the corner. Yeah, and it's very nice of you to uh, give us this piece. We've got quite yeah. a few pieces from Tracy now. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Tracy, he, you know, he's, he's been turning, he's, he's taught hundreds of people how to turn. You know, he's invented some great stuff, uh, does a lot of production turning, a lot of power carving and texturing. And I think he's doing something later on this year with the for the AWGB or at some event with Mick Ambry. Right. Uh, but Mick Hanbury's at Warrington. Uh, I yeah. think it, I looked, it looks like it's the 26th of October. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Mick Hanbury's we'll very, very good, go. good yeah. turner. Nice yeah. guy as well. Yeah. It's funny. Mm. So, yeah, that was yesterday. Um, so I've been baking. I'm, I made um, a chocolate cake for a birthday on Thursday, was it? Mm -hmm. And, I've just been baking again this morning. I've made the same chocolate cake because it's a great recipe. So I just need to finish it off before we go. Mm. Um, and that's, we're going to a family reunion. I've got uh, some bread. I'm making some bread as well. So mm. hopefully that will come out okay. Um, yeah, uh, the, the Fishers is quite a big family. Uh, so every few months we have a family reunion. Uh, and we're at my Uncle Colin's house. So... What it is, my father, my late father, was the eldest of eight children. Uh, and sadly, my 
dad passed away in 91 uh, and uh, one of one of the kids audrey she was uh, knocked down and subsequently died in 69 uh, auntie audrey mm. so she has been you know uh, gone a long time so there are six kids left so there's them and obviously their wives or husbands and then all the all the kids and grandkids so it's this huge gathering of brothers and sisters uh nephews nieces grandkids dogs you know it's uh, uncle <laughs> yeah. colin's house and it's in horwich which is 10 minutes from here so that's cool yeah we've got a huge back garden and a huge house so we uh we're going we're going to have a a good uh good reunion there yeah so that's what we're doing this afternoon uh so that's happy days happy days yeah um and we're at sitting born next weekend yeah sitting born yeah we're traveling down on friday we need to leave quite early friday yeah. uh get down there so we can unload the car well we need to work on the basis that it could take us seven, seven hours. hours to get there yeah um so we need to get to the store before they close so yeah i've, I've had a have had a chat with david jones a store manager and said expect us friday afternoon yeah, yeah. so i can unload uh, get my head in the game sort of like sense what the shop's like and the layout i mean they're all pretty the live workshops are all pretty similar really uh but yeah he knows what lay then i'll be using and stuff yeah uh, and the feedback uh from people has been positive you know looking forward to me being there yeah so that's good i think there'll be a few people that we know there as well because over the past year or so um people have said oh i'm come i'll see you at sitting born mm. so um yeah that should um that should be good yeah um do you remember those ladies we met in chorley do you remember when, it's quite a while ago we, we were, were walking Chorley through the market and we ended up talking yeah. to these couple this couple of ladies well it was the it was bamba that sort of like well, went yeah. oh wow look at him and it's like we got talking yeah and they said they would come to sitting bomb so mm. be interesting to see if they make it as well if they remembered yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm yeah. like hey chris fisher who? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh yeah that's happening and yeah. then we've got uh a few more demos left yeah, I think year. we've got six demos all together now. Um, three Axminster. And then three others. Three um, turning clubs. Yeah. Shrewsbury, Red Rolls and somewhere else. Shropshire. I'm not sure it's Shropshire. Um, but, yeah, so uh, we've got that coming up. Yeah. Um, we've also this morning been photographing uh, Chris in his Tormek T-shirt for Which I am still sporting. Yeah. So I hope you can see that. You know, I've just got some... Tormek logos on there. Yeah, some photographs uh with me stood up my Tormek just posing and things. Yeah. Uh and they're gonna be sent back to Megan. Yeah, uh, so she's got some for publicity shots. Yeah, for uh pull up banner or whatever. Yeah. So that's cool. So yeah, we're just beginning to think about oh. and it's it's actually um the first time I've used my DSLR for months because mm. normally um just because of time constraints. When I'm taking photographs, I use my iPhone a lot. So I thought, I'm gonna get my 50 mil lens out. So this is um, one of my DSLRs. This is um, a D5600, I think it is. Um, was that your newest? This is my newest one, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, um, D5600. So it's very light. Um, it's a lot faster than my D80, um, which I've had for a long time. Um, but this is a lot faster. So I use my, my basic lens. I think, I don't know what it is, 15. Um, what's this one? Oh, 18 to 70 mil uh, lens. So that's that's the lens that I got originally with my D80. So that's a fairly basic lens. But the 50 is a fixed lens. Um, I haven't used it in ages. So I'm going to take it this afternoon as well um, and just have a play with it. Because mm. this is good for portraits because it gives quite a soft effect on the face and uh, it's quite flattering. So... Um, yeah, and also the reason why I like it is with the lens and the camera, this is quite light. Whereas with my um, seventy to two hundred mil, it weighs a ton. So this is this is quite good. And you have take. sort of like the the uh, the big plug on attachable power packs as well, don't you? Yeah. So when yeah. they're all when everything's attached, your big lens, your huge. Yeah, power it's, packs it's like it's a big setup yeah isn't it and yeah. it's you know it's hard graph looking that around yeah the neck but this it, this is lovely it's just so light um so yeah I, I need to have a play with it again it's but you are of the nikon camp aren't you yeah i just i don't know i i just started with nikon um that i don't know why but mm. that was what i started with and um I don't know, Canon's just never appealed to me. Excuse me. Nikon just, I like, I like the you name just like better. It, yeah. And, Nikon. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Charlie uh, is rocking a Nikon DSLR yeah. Yeah. for his aviation photographs. And uh, Charlie, bless him, he uh, he jumped on a Ryanair 737 on Monday. Yeah. Say? Tuesday. Tuesday, sorry, Tuesday. Flew over to Dublin. Spent the day plane spotting, uh, flew back, yeah. Uh, and he was looking to uh, be there when Air Force Two came in, uh, and the vice president was visiting Ireland. So we saw him come in, then he saw the Secret Service cavalcade go onto the apron at the airfield at Dublin Airport, and you know, big Cadillac SUVs, bulletproof, all the lights flashing. And so he was there for that, and apparently. Uh, Mike Pence, he said, the United States of America aircraft at Air Force Two, US Vice President was in Dublin for a meeting, so both aircraft got flown in. Hmm. One is a decoy yeah. and one is carrying the VP. Yeah. So he sent me some pictures. Um, the day before, the C-17 had been in, uh, the United States Air Force C-17, and that's what drops all the, the cars and the support yeah. vehicles. So this one, this is United States of America. Let me just take that. So obviously Air Force One is the presidential 747. So that's one of the United States of America planes. I think the 757s, he said, Air Force Two. Right. So yeah, this two, one is a decoy. Uh, and I'm sure, I'm sure there will be fighter aircraft, uh, whether the US military or, you know, uh, Royal Air Force or Irish Air Force, mm. whatever. There will be military aircraft uh, patrolling the area, I'm sure, mm. uh, just in case. This was the one I like, though. Uh, this is called Profit Hunter. So 
that's um that's another one that he he got pictures of and i just thought that was quite an unusual plane um and he said it's an embraer e2 brand new type of aircraft that's just finished a promotional tour of asia it was stopping stopping off at dublin on its way back home to brazil yeah not related to the presidential aircraft no this, this is just another uh, one that you yeah embraer which is a a very successful Brazilian aircraft manufacturer make a lot of regional jets uh, and regional aircraft. Uh, they've been one on a promotional tour of Asia, so it stopped yeah. up there. So he was really, really glad he went on that day and he got some rare yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Charlie's obviously still learning to fly uh, as and when the weather plays ball. Uh, but yes, he loved it, and I think his next one is going to be Amsterdam. He said. And he'll do ship all, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's like he's mm. just really getting into his aviation and these apps now and things like that. Spotters Guide, yeah. Uh, these plane spotters that say when you get to this airport, you can go to this location, you'll get great photographs. You can go here, mm. gives you a layout, all the best places to go mm. and take photographs. So he's he's loving it and he's got a an Instagram, yeah, uh, okay, account. Yeah. That's what I was going to say, channel. I used to spend a lot of time in Schiphol. Mm. Well, you worked in Amsterdam yeah, for a while. Yeah, I worked bit, in Amsterdam for a while. And, yeah, we used to be in Schiphol and at the office by 8.30 on a Monday morning. It's a huge airport. Yeah, it's massive. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then we'd be... Well, it was, it was winter as well when I was there. So mm. I remember once being stranded at the airport, not knowing if we were going to get out because of the snow. So we did you you stayed in Amsterdam all week and then flew yeah. home at the weekend. Yeah, flew home on a Friday. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, so you, you get home, spend the weekend at home, and then fly back on a Monday. Because you were project manager of something there, yeah. weren't you? For yeah, that it was a project we were doing, yeah, mm. the telecoms project. Mm. Um, we stayed at the American Hotel. Mm. That was quite. Um, that was quite interesting. It's quite Art Deco, and mm. um, that when we first started staying there, they kind of put us in these awful attic rooms mm. that had a single bed, and that was it. <laughs> like being back at public school. <laughs> yeah, we weren't very impressed with the rooms, but mm. the guy who was um, sort of coordinating all of our bookings and sort of. Like doing all the operations and flights and everything, mm. um, he was quite good and he sorted us out with much better rooms. Yeah. Um, so we had a sort of standard room that we had, but once or twice, I stayed in these absolutely massive rooms. Um, the bed was so it wasn't like a double or a king size; it was like a double king size. All right. Um, and I had a balcony um, that looked out onto the square. And the bath, you could get in the bath and you could have the water up to your neck. There was just your head showing. Mm. Um, yeah, that was, they were really good. I like those rooms. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was, um, it was quite interesting. But we, mm. the, the shame of it was we really didn't see much of Amsterdam. I had half a day in the whole time that I was there. Mm. And I went to Anne Frank's house because I mm. thought that was one place I wanted to see. Mm. Um, but yeah, we were pretty much working the whole time. How long did that project last? How, for how many weeks were you flying over there? Oh, it was months. months. It was months, yeah. Mm. Yeah, we did, it was quite a long project. Mm. And we were also, in the evening after we got back from doing 
this the day stuff uh we were doing the bid for the next part of the project so oh. we used to work till midnight on the, the writing the bid um oh. and then we'd leave in the morning tell the story about how you got in into trouble for not wanting to party and dine with oh yeah well it was whilst i was in um amsterdam um we stayed we the first hotel we stayed at was a different one mm. um and i think it's called the golden tulip or something like that mm. and it wasn't it was very basic we weren't that enamored with it mm. so we moved to the american hotel um but whilst we were at the golden tulip or whatever it was called one night i said oh i'm not going to go out and have a meal i'll just get room service because mm. i was trying to do some writing and stuff of my own and mm. um i was just writing short articles at the time and um, i got told that it wasn't appropriate to do that we all ate as a team mm. um and i thought well yeah we might be eating as a team but i'm not really getting paid to give you all my time mm. so uh, yeah you got a dressing down because it wasn't so much a dressing down but it was made clear that i wasn't to do it again um, that's funny isn't it yeah you yeah. will eat with us yeah and also it's yeah. like you know that was the only time i had to do anything of my own mm. you know because what we tended to do was we'd leave the hotel about eight we'd obviously obviously have had breakfast we'd get in um either the car or the taxi depending on what we had at the time go to the office work all day um come back mm. have a meal work in the evening go to bed mm. it was it was quite relentless really but that's that's the nature of the beast mm. but yeah mm. that was it really there you have it uh and i'm just going to reach over now for this has been shown quite a few times now uh, and I, I am going to stop showing it but um i'm yeah i'm so i'm still like you know a kiddie school child with it so is that the right way up yeah okay is it in frame yeah just stay there so okay yeah. so that's my rpt certification <laughs> which we just scanned this morning as well so you've got a a copy that you can stick in the workshop yeah yeah so Nicholas, laminate. so i've got one well, this is our good copy with the uh seal so nicola's gonna get a nice and the crest at the top nicola's gonna get a nice frame uh and uh hang it in here yeah so we're gonna have it probably over there somewhere so when we're doing the podcast you can see it i'll probably actually put it hmm. underneath here um, so we'll line would it you up. like to read that out and tell people what it says so it says and it's got the crest at the top um and it says by faith i obtain in old english um the worshipful company of turners supporting the register of professional turners this is to certify that christopher fisher of Chorley, lancashire has been entered upon the role of the register of professional turners which is supported by the worshipful company of turners and is entitled to use this mark of the register. And then you've got the Register of Professional Turners logo. On the advice of the chairman, Register of Professional Turners, the Worshipful Company of Turners is satisfied that, as at the date below, the above named is a capable practitioner of the craft. By command of the court of the Worshipful Company of Turners, and it's signed by the master and the clerk of the company, dated this 5th day of September 2019, and then it has the um, the seal, 
Um, I'm not sure if it says something on there. Uh, it's not very easy to read that, but it might have some yeah. some words on there. Uh, but I can't really read that. So there you go. Anywho. So yeah. Epic. Try not to spend it. I'm not being really very careful. Okay. And it's got a sort of wheel, um, like a a ship wheel on that crest as oh, well. Yeah. Um, and that's on the on on the seal, mm. and it's on the crest as well. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, so there you go, folks. Yeah, don't bend it, don't Chris. Don't bend it, Chris. Uh, so, take it back in its envelope. Yeah, it's it came in this A4 uh, rigid envelope. So, put it back in there. So, yeah, Nicola will get a nice frame for that. Yeah. So, yeah, I know you're probably all sick of hearing about it, uh, and I apologize. <laughs> uh, I, I won't do it much more now. Much uh, more. No, not much more. <laughs> it's like Howard after he'd been to space in the Big Bang. Yeah. They were getting, oh, yeah. <laughs> getting sick of him talking about it. And he was saying, well, it's a huge achievement. And you say, now I can't talk about it. So that's a huge achievement to be the first ever blind yeah, RPT. Shut up about it now. Yeah, I'm going to shut up. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to shut up about it now. What you'll have to do is what Howard did. So every time something cropped up, he dropped like, it into the conversation. Oh, it's, it's raining outside. Yeah, on the day that I got my RPT certificate, it was raining. But it wasn't. <laughs> oh, I know, but I'm just... <laughs> no. And you got your RPT pin. Yeah, oh, yeah, and I've got a little RPT pin badge on uh, here, uh, which is, says probably Register of Professional Turners. Yeah, it says Register of Professional Turners, and then it's got the Tool Rest T in the middle. Yeah, and you get the Tool Rest cloth patch, which says yeah. Registered Professional Turner, and you also get... A, a crest uh, patch which is it's not that big what am i doing with my arm there, then? i had my arm stuck up in the air there for no reason yeah it's it's only yeah sort of like four big. inches tall but we're going to get um a new smock that's going to be embroidered with um the blindwood turner logo mm. and then um so on the uh cloth patches as well yeah and the other the other one says supported by the worshipful company of yeah, turners yeah so that's about it folks there you go hope yeah. you've enjoyed that we need to get ready now for our we family well, i've got a cake to finish off if i knew you were coming and i baked a cake. cake yeah so um yeah i'm gonna go and finish the cake off um, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to take B Dog out for a PP. Um, the bread should finish in about half an hour. Yeah, we're taking a loaf. Every every member of the family brings an Food, item. Yeah. Uh, so, so we're taking bread and butter. <laughs> bread and butter. Yeah. Got some nice butter though. Home baked fresh bread and yeah. a, uh, a chocolate ganache cake. Yeah. So uh, that's cool. Uh, Charlie's coming as well. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to have a great afternoon hanging out with the Fisher Posse. Uh, you know, family of Vikings, there you go. Yeah. Uh, and yes, we shall make merry, not that merry, got stuff to do tomorrow. Have a couple of drinks. Uh, there's always lots of nice tea and coffee on the go. Uh, great food, great company. Uh, so that's it. So until the next podcast, please, please, please remember to uh, subscribe, like, share, comment. Uh, hit yeah. the notification so you know when we're going live the next yeah. time. Uh, yeah, everybody, enjoy your week. It's been great hanging out with you guys again. Yeah, and thank you for listening um, yeah. to our little podcast. Yes, in fact, it, it, with hindsight now, it sounds like we have been busy this week. Yeah, we, we have. We've, had, we've done something every day. Yeah, um, we have. 
So, yeah, I've yeah. still got catching up to do on a few things. So, thanks for letting us uh, share that with you guys yes. and supporting us. So, yeah, we're out of here. Cheerio. Yeah, catch you soon. Bye. Bye. End broadcast.